Hey y'all, you are listening to another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl, where we discuss all things concerning self-development and bettering our spirit, but from the homie perspective, somebody that's going through the journey day by day, just like you. Hey y'all, it's your girl Maria, The Spiritual Homegirl, and we're back with another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl Podcast now. Before we get started, you know, I can't do any episode without thanking you all for listening. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are in podcast land, you choose to leave me your ears once a week um, for about an hour or so. And I really hella super appreciate that. So this is clearly going to be another Beach Wisdom episode. I'm not sure if you guys hear the waves crashing in the background. I'm currently at Santa Monica Beach. This is the third, I think this is the third Beach Wisdom I've done. Um, at least that's been actually uh, live, I should say. And... Um, I actually enjoy doing these because this is more of a purge of what is on my heart. I mean, most of my episodes don't have a structure. We just kind of just roll with it. But with the Beach Wisdom, I'm able to ground and kind of just release real time for you all. And hopefully you guys get something out of it. I've been getting a good response to them. So, you know, I guess we'll keep going with them. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait. Hold up. Hold up, y'all. Hold up. Okay. You want to take my picture? You can come to the front if you like. Get my brand. No? Okay. See, okay, we're just going to jump right into it because clearly, clearly, clearly this is how this episode is starting off. So, y'all, the good thing about doing these Beach Wisdom episodes is that y'all get everything in the moment. So, I know this is a weird sight, right? Every time I do a Beach Wisdom episode, I talk about how funny it is to see this random woman on the beach with a microphone. I have yet to see anybody that does what I do in terms of recording on the beach and things like that. So, I get it. It's a fun sight, right? It's cool. It's funny. It's entertaining. Cool. I don't mind that. I don't mind being laughed at. Whatever. But when people try to take pictures of other people without their consent, like, it's like, dude, like, I have my whole ass spiritual hunger on my shirt. If you really want to take a picture to be funny, make sure you come to the front so you can give me that free promotion once you post that shit or make it memeable or whatever. I'm down for the free full promotion. You feel me? So I just asked this man who, who is now walking away. I just asked him, did he want to just come to the front? And all of a sudden his phone is down and he don't care no more. And all of a sudden it's, it's oh, I don't want to. Right. You didn't want to do that shit until I caught your ass trying to play me. And I couldn't let you take a picture. You just tried to play me because you didn't ask me. And this kind of goes into the state of society that we're morphing into. And it's a little sad because now we're getting into the point where we need the validation by other people so fucking much. We'll sit here and record somebody, tape somebody, somebody's whole existence as fodder for a meme that's going to go viral, that might have your watermark on it. But then the way society operates, somebody going to remove your watermark and put it on there anyway and put their shit on there. For the sake of going viral, that's pretty sad, yo. Like, that's really sad. And um, it's just really interesting to see that this is what we're kind of morphing into as a, as a collective. And I challenge everybody to really be mindful of how you move when it comes to other people, when it comes to social media. Because taping other people without their consent is a problem. We're dealing with the consent issue in society right now. I mean, the main issue has been sexual consent. Then we're talking about children's consent with respect to showing affection. And now... We have an issue where I saw this video where this man saw two, um, two, oh my God, I want to make sure I'm saying this politically correct because I don't want to offend anybody. I think they're little people. There were two little people on the train and this guy tried to um, co uh, covertly take a video of them. Now, mind you, there's a whole other person that's taking a video of the dude taking a video, so he just is wrong. But for this sake, I thought it was great because it actually shows what happens when people get fed up with your shit. And they call you out on the shit that you do. And I think that we're so used to people kind of 
being so sneaky about it and then, you know, not being able to confront them. But to see that happen in the moment, I actually was kind of happy. I was like, wow, this is a good example that's documented. That's showing people that are like, yo, you trying to record me? And the dude's like, no, he's trying to backtrack. And next thing you know, the uh, little people knock the phone in his hand. They're trying to square up and fight. And that's why I'm saying all this to say, be mindful the next time you want to use somebody you don't know without consent for your next meme or your next Twitter post or whatever because you might end up having to get your ass beat for that. Everybody don't move like you or like me, and everybody may, may not find that funny or respectful. And most importantly, everybody handles disrespect differently. Some people, like in my older days, I would go to the extreme, like my younger days, I should say, but in the old days. I would go extreme with disrespect. You got me, I'm going to go extra. I'm going to go so hard, I'm going to aggravate the shit out of you. And I might get called crazy for it, and I won't care because at least you'll know. If you had to call me crazy, you're not going to be stupid enough to fuck with me either. So a lot of people are still like that. There are some that will be like, hey, I have too much to lose, and I'll walk away. There will be some people that will be like, you know what, I got shit to lose, but this shit is worth the, uh, it's worth the risk. Or the ass whooping was worth it. So y'all, please be careful because that shit is dangerous. It's dangerous. I know you probably like, Maria, you tripping. It's just a meme. It's just a photo. It's just a picture. But think about it. Think about if you were on your worst day ever. You're not feeling good. You're sick. You're tired. You might not have matched. You were just rushing out the house to get to where you need to go. And somebody wants to take a picture of you to use for the next black Twitter meme or the next Instagram viral story or something funny that they're going to make money off of that they're not going to give you no cut of because they don't know you. They're just using you for their platform, for their validation and for their likes. That shit will piss you off. It would. I don't believe anybody else will tell me otherwise. I'm not going to sit here and entertain the whole, I'm so much of a higher being. I'm not. Get the fuck out of here. Because everybody that's a higher being goes through tests too. That would test the fuck out of you. Flat out. Okay, we're done with the cursing, hopefully, this episode. Next topic. Sexual partners are important. And I know this is going to sound weird because it's going to be like, you know, duh. Or maybe not, duh. But what I mean when I say sexual partners are important, not just necessarily for having the act of intercourse done, but, um, ooh, how do I want to say this? Well, let's just spit it out. All orgasms ain't good orgasms. All energy ain't good energy. It's not. Yeah, he fine. He drive a nice car. She got a big ass. She's beautiful. She's popular. He make good money. She lives by herself. Somebody got a car. Somebody may take you out to eat. They might entertain your conversation for the first three to four dates. But sometimes, beneath all that superficial material shit, all that, all that uh, how do I call it? All of the representative shit, you know, people want to, oh, you like anime? I like anime too. Right, okay. But can I deal with your ass though? Like, yeah, we have saving common locks and interests, but... Can I actually, like, deal with you multiple days in a row? Stuff like that. Sometimes we don't really care to think that that deeply into it because the lower self just wants the spontaneous self-gratification and that orgasm in the moment. It's like, you know what? This person may not be the best uh, best fit or be best suited for me, but because I'm horny right now, I'm going to sit there and throw all that to the side. I'm going to fuck anyway. We're going to see where it goes. We'll just see where it goes. But then we'll be stressed out when we realize, hey, this dude playing games. I feel like I'm being played with. She's talking to somebody else. I thought she wasn't talking to nobody else. This person don't make plans for me. But that's all the shit that we agreed upon once we decided to ignore our higher self or our more sensible self, I would say, in order to entertain the short term and get, and get it in with whoever that was. 
I'm challenging you and I'm challenging myself to be more discerning with who you decide to have sex with. I'm pretty sure we all have had a couple of situations where things went left and we were dealing with some real out of line behavior, out of character behavior, whether it was from ourselves or other people, or we may not have gotten to know the person well enough and didn't realize how many fucking issues they may have had that we may not have been ready to deal with. They may have had a partner we may not have known about that they didn't tell us about. And for some people that I've spoken with, some people have had diseases that they never wanted to check out with those people because they were so ready to fuck. They didn't go through, you know, blood work or they didn't get their, their STD results. And yeah, I know people may be uncomfortable with me saying the F word, but let's just keep it real. Like, I mean, like, and also how lame and PC does that sound? Every time you decide to have intercourse, you need to, every time you decide to do this or, or no. Let's just keep it funky, man. A lot of us talk like this all the time. It's just that our jobs don't let us say what we want. Or the fear of looking a certain way doesn't let us be our full selves. Well, the gag is, I'm who I am, period, on and off mic. So y'all go out to just get this. But we be so ready to just get it in that we really just be out here fucking with the wrong ones. So like I said, I challenge you to be more discerning with who you want to give your energy to. Because everybody ain't worth your power. Everybody's not worth the bond that you create with them. Me and my dog, uh, Kenopolis, is one of my favorite people, one of my favorite Aquarians. We talked about this. In terms of how ignoring your lower self, it's like, you know, when you have sex, you're opening up a lot of a lot of energy and you're creating a bond whether you once or not. Whether you don't call that girl again, whether you don't want to deal with that man again, y'all tied. And until you remove them ties and them cords and them hooks or whatever you want to call it, y'all are going to be bound, period. Y'all take on a form of each other. Y'all y'all emerging as one. Come on, now think about it. And this don't go just for heterosexual relationships. This goes for homosexual relationships too. When you sit there and you exchange that energy with somebody, it's real. It's powerful. And when you exchange it with the wrong one, like I'm literally dealing with, not even me, but I'm dealing with my uh, some of my homies telling me stories about some of the crazy ass partners they have and some of the soul bond relationships that they can't seem to like let go, even though they know this partner ain't good for them. Why? Because there's already a good connection. And when I say good, I mean strong. A good strong connection that was that was basically created through a strong sexual attraction and exchange and now they're wondering why they can't get rid of this person that shit real be careful test your partners not even just physically yeah make sure they don't have no STDs whether it's a sexually transmitted disease or it's a spiritually transmitted disease that's on you we'll legit be out here dealing with folks and then be like oh I didn't know this this came with all that it's nothing wrong with waiting. And I'm not saying you need to put a rule on yourself for one month, a 90 day, whatever the hell. I'm just saying, assess it to where you know this might be a better fit. Sometimes we ignore the red flags that be right in front of our damn face. We don't know this person ain't mentally stable or this person's not ready to receive the help or they may not be you know, ready to change certain things or habits in their life that we know are issues for us. And we'll be like, you know what? I'm going to have sex with them anyway, and maybe we could work through this. Maybe not. Sometimes people tell us who they are, and we'll see that shit, and we'll be like, okay, thank you for telling me who you are. We're going to have sex, and we're going to try to date, and maybe I can mold you into who I think you should be or who I think you may want to be. And then we wonder why we get the resistance and the pushback that we get. Sometimes we just got to accept people for who they are, for better or for worse. 
Doesn't mean we have to have sex with them. Doesn't mean we have to entertain them or date them. Sometimes it means that we can accept them for who they are and be their friends or be an associate or not even talk to them, period, if it really is that much of an issue, you know? Again, so like I say, I challenge you and I challenge myself to have better discernment with the partners that we pick. Now, granted, I was on a fast, you feel me? And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to actually put my energy towards my work. And I have. But then I realized, eh, at this age in life, sex is only for manifestation purposes, really, first and foremost. Pleasure and everything is a second. So at this point, I'm kind of like, eh, maybe, maybe not. You know, eh, whatever. I'm not so rigid on myself. But what, I, I, what I'm not going to do is I'm not just going to be fucking just anybody grown-ass son for the sake of just doing it. I know that. So I wanted to just, I just wanted to um, get that off in terms of um, just being more discerning. And even with that being said, I think, and this has come to me uh, in the past year and some change. And um, I'm okay with accepting it, but discernment is a form of judgment to me. And uh, I, and I know y'all, it's a lot of us because I'm trying to figure out how exactly I want to explain this the first time because I really want to make sure that this episode doesn't need any further clarity once it's done. I like to lay things down flat and move on. But I've always prided myself on safe space, no judgment, right? A lot of us do. Hey, no judgment. I don't judge. I don't judge. But a lot of us do. And we don't admit that because what one person may do with their life, we may not necessarily judge in terms of um, being like, oh, okay, well, do your thing, whatever. But we'll be selective in terms of getting close to that person. That's still a form of judgment. So, yeah, it's cool for them, but it's not cool for you. That's still a, for, it's still a form of, of judgment. Are we saying that you're going to ostracize that person? No. Are we saying that, you know, you're thinking you're better than that person? No, but to say that one thing works for one when it doesn't work for you and you make a move based on that, it is a form of judgment. It might be low level in terms of, you know, being a still like a, hey, you know, you do you, I do me. It's still low-key judgment. And, it, and honestly, that's not a bad thing. It's not. It's perfectly fine to judge for yourself what works for you. Different strokes for different folks, right? So it's completely fine. I, and I don't think that discernment is wrong. I think when you jump on a damn high horse, you think you better than people because of, you know, your different strokes that may or may not work for different folks. Now, that's some bullshit. And even with me saying that, that's judgment. I definitely think that's judgment, but I don't really like high horses. I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of you can't sit with me or sit with us. I, I don't really fool with those kind of ideologies because usually folks that do that usually weren't able to sit somewhere else. So they want to be able to create their own table so you can't sit there. But I digress. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to make no dogs holler because they might have been hit we'll definitely touch on that in another episode but um but yeah it's really interesting um and there's nothing wrong with that you know like discern away for real and it's completely fine if something that you thought was cool you realize down the line yo this shit isn't cool and sometimes we'll sit there and put up with some shit because there's time involved there's energy there's a loyalty there it's completely fine if you realize hey this what it what used to work doesn't really quite work for me no more it's completely fine to discern that, and it's okay to make moves based on that. Like, who really wants to send in something that's that's not ideal for them? Who wants to deal with something that's not beneficial for them? It only takes from them, 
or may not help them get to where they want to go in terms of how good they want to be as a person or how high they want to ascend. And sometimes that includes our friends. Sometimes we grow apart. Relationships, same thing. And that's okay. Think about it. What only option do you have besides growing apart? You going to grow together and y'all going to feel like y'all stifled because y'all can't really be free to be? Being free to be is so important. Society doesn't tell us that, but it is. All this stuff that we deal with, we were taught to repress so much. And now we're getting to a place in our society, hopefully we stay this way, where it's okay to unpack the things that have happened to us or the things that make us feel the way we feel. Because unpacking that helps us sort it out. And by sorting out, we can put certain shit where it needs to go or throw it away if it don't need to be there. It's almost like a suitcase. Like legit, Erica Badu was right when she was talking about bad lady and all, well, bag lady and all the bag that you have and things like that. A lot of us will carry them bags and don't want to unpack them. I don't know, I mean, because we're not ready, because it hurts too much and, and things like that, but then we'll want to get somewhere quick or we want to be able to go somewhere. Even airplanes have like what? Airplanes, they let you carry one bag on free. And I feel like with some people, we're like that. Yeah, you get a certain amount of baggage, but after a while, it's going to cost you to deal with. Or you may not be able to fly. Your shit may be too heavy. You might not be able to have it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's a lot of things I be noticing that are just really like a lot of stuff can be applied to life. It ain't got to be hella deep with it, but it can definitely be applicable to everyday life. You think you're going to sit here and fly here with all them goddamn bags. It's going to cost you about $400 in bags to fly. It's going to cost you to get certain places. And then at some while, you got to realize, damn, what are in these bags that are that are costing so much? That's weighing me down like this. I can't just go and move as freely as I like. What are in these bags? What needs to actually come with me and what needs to go? What needs to be thrown away? What needs to be given away? What needs to be like, you know what I mean? So that's just something I, I noticed. Also, I went to a really dope place yesterday. And it was called the Peace Awareness Gardens and Labyrinth. And it's over on West Adams. For those who are in Los Angeles or in the surrounding area, y'all may want to check that out. But um, it was really fire. It has really lush meditation gardens, beautiful fishes and, and bamboo trees. And it's really fire. And it had a labyrinth. And the cool thing about the labyrinth is that it's like a, a maze. If you guys don't know what a labyrinth is, please um, look it up. Make sure I spell this right. L-A-B-Y-R-I-N-T-H. Look that up. And imagine walking in a labyrinth. It's really dope. It, it causes you, at least for me, it causes me to let go of what I'm thinking of and just focus solely on the path. And while focusing on the path, I learned six great lessons that I want to share with you all. Matter of fact, let me get my notes. Glad to write this down. As I was walking through the labyrinth, I realized that I was getting, as, as I let go of what was on my mind, because the labyrinth is low-key, like, well, not even low-key, it's high-key a walking, moving meditation, because it requires every part of your being to complete the maze. And the more I let go, the more I was able to pay attention to what was around me and take my mind off of whatever conscious thought I had, and things just kind of started popping up, like, boop, 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 boop. And it took everything in me not to stop the labyrinth, it stopped my journey and just go write it down. But I was like, nope, this is happening for a reason. I'm going to take it in and then I'm going to I'm gonna um, go ahead and write it down when I finish. So as soon as I finished the labyrinth, I made peace. I gave gratitude and I walked over and I started writing. 
So the first thing I noticed was flow. I got this inspiration when I was walking and I was kind of just paying attention and I looked and I seen uh, all of the, the fountains and the uh, reflection pools. And the reflection pools were these beautiful pools that maybe were like maybe three, maybe two to three feet deep, but they had these tiles that reflect the light of the sun onto you. So when you stand onto the meditation or you stand next to the meditation um, reflection pools, the light shines down on it because it's an area that has lots of sun. I mean, lots of California has sun. Like, it's, you could basically get sun anywhere from what it seems like. But when the light shines on these tiles, the light, again, reflects onto you. So you get the energy of the sun. You receive the light. So when I saw that, I said, oh, okay, flow. Make sure you always flow. The second one I got was pay attention. The reason why is because after a while, I stopped looking at the labyrinth in terms of the path and I just started walking and I kind of I, again I did it unconsciously because I was just so in it I started walking and next thing I knew I took maybe two steps off the path and I was like oh shit so yeah flow but make sure you pay attention to where you're going the third thing kind of relates to flow but it was stay moving and I actually got this from a, a gentleman who was doing I think it was oof it was like Qigong. No, maybe, no, I think it was Qigong. I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty safe to say that was Qigong. He was doing some Qigong movements. And the thing about Qigong, shout out to Unas. He was actually the person that put me on Qigong a few years ago. But Qigong is really um, about gentle, like gentleness and gentle flow in between um, formations. And as I walked, I was just, again, just kind of in my zone. And I saw him just moving so slowly but he was still moving. And I thought that was dope. And I thought, that, you know, I can apply that on the journey and so could you. No matter what you got going on on the journey, no matter what the pace seems to be, just keep moving. The fourth thing I saw was make noise. The reason being is that, you know, I seen my, my hummingbird told them. For those who know, like they know I love hummingbirds. Hummingbirds are like life to me. Love them, love them, love them, love them. I mean, there's a lot of other totems too, but hummingbirds, I love them. And, um, I noticed with the hummingbirds, they were making their calls. And there's certain ones that make certain calls. And I'm slowly getting into them, but I was like, oh my goodness. I know I know that call. It's a hummingbird. Sure enough, I wanted to stop, but I couldn't stop on the labyrinth. I refused. And I saw it, and sure enough, a little quick-ass hummingbird comes in, twitchy, 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 and then, you know, dips out. Y'all made fun of my little hummingbird call. Please. I know it was terrible. The fifth thing I noticed was be productive. Now, Squirrel has its own medicine in terms of what it means in the medicine cards, but um, this squirrel was like on the move, you feel me? Like for this to be an enclosed area, it's a beautiful mansion and it has these gardens and, and um, has a labyrinth and other things on the grounds. I just seen this squirrel just zipping and moving, trying to get nuts and food and all sorts of stuff. And he was just on the move. He was focused. And I was like, you know what? That's cool. Be productive. And then stay with nature, clearly. This place is in the middle of Los Angeles. And I know Los Angeles is super duper urban, way more urban than Atlanta. Because at least with Atlanta, there's a whole bunch of trees. And those trees were more than likely like natural trees. Like they weren't imported for the most part, maybe. And they just kind of, they fit our atmosphere. It's different than a palm tree that might be hella high that you would probably never be able to climb and touch. But... In Atlanta, the trees are so close, and you can actually 
climb them and, and things like that. Like pine trees, you like you go to like a forest and you can smell some of the different types of trees. Like I know for me, I can smell pine sometimes when I'm in certain parts of um, of a place where there's lots of trees. So I know in a place like LA that's so, so, so urban, um, I just kind of got the reminder of staying with nature. And I mean, here I am at the beach, but you have to drive right here to get to the beach. Sometimes you gotta find other oases that are in your area. So that was just kind of something I learned. And then also, um, I went to a sound bath as well, and I got my entire life. That was amazing. And I got some books, and I'll be giving some of those away, as well as gifting some of my loved ones with those books. I really enjoyed myself while I was there. Um, I really did. I'll definitely be back in the future again for those who want to go, whether it's on a visit or whether it is on a um, trip here if you live in the area. I highly suggest you check out the Peace Awareness Gardens and Labyrinth. The people are very friendly and, um, you know, get your life, get your energy right. I'm still on the bus from that energy, to be honest. And that happened yesterday. Here I am at the beach. I'm just chilling. I went home. I cleaned the entire uh, kitchen and shit the other day. Like, I'm just like, well, yesterday, I was just like, and it's a windy. I was just chill. I wasn't even tripping. So it was a really cool, um, really cool, cool thing in terms of resetting and, and recharging yourself. It's a beautiful thing. And not to mention, it's free. Even though it'd be highly suggested to go to their website and reserve a time to get their tickets so you can get a good guided tour and experience. And donations are accepted. So, you know, just don't come in there and use their stuff for free. Donate, you know, if you want to volunteer, donate your time. You know, donate a couple of dollars if you got it. You know what I mean? And, you know, everything's an energy exchange, you know? So, just something to keep in mind. And they're open Tuesday through Sunday. Okay? If I remember correctly, Tuesday through, yeah, Tuesday through Sunday. But again, go ahead and Google them if you need to. Let's see, what else? All opportunity ain't good opportunity. It ain't. And I think the reason why some of us be wanting to accept just any old thing that come, and this is just in all aspects. This ain't even just like a professional or this is just everything. The reason why I think we accept, and this is just from my experience too, the reason why we accept the shit that we don't need to have is because our root chakra and our solar plexus might be off. Now, again, going back to, because I have to say this every time, because some of y'all may have heard it, some of y'all may not have. Two years ago, I did a chakra series, and I focused on the main seven because in the Western society, we focus on the main seven meridian centers, the major ones. But there are other places and cultures that only accept three or they don't accept the whole seven or they may accept more. Also, fun fact, there are hundreds of meridian centers, chakras, in your body. So that's just something to keep in mind as well. But for the sake of the point, um, in my experience, it seems like if one is off, all of them going to be off. Because, again, the chakras have to align, right? I don't want to go back to the chakra one-on-one series because that was literally a whole seven hours worth of shit. And this is, like, in the cringeworthy days of the podcast. So this wasn't even no cool production. This wasn't even no um, theme song. It wasn't any nice editing. And none of that stuff. It was, it, it was, it was terrible. But the knowledge wasn't. <laughs> but um, going back to the whole alignment piece, like, the chakras have to align. There's not no cute shit to say. That's, it's serious. And it seems like when one is off, the other ones cannot align together. These seven have to be, the main seven have to align. So if one is off, how are the other two through seven going to align? 
How is the sacral, the solar plexus, the heart, the throat, the ajna, and the crown? How is all that shit going to align if the main one that sets the foundation, the root, is off? And when the root is off, that poverty mindset, that scarcity mindset that says that I'm not going to get another opportunity or that the universe is not abundant for me, combined with the, the solar plexus and shit being thrown off, and um, the sacral, because I always believe the sacral is kind of, well, the sacral and solar, but they're kind of related to... Hmm, how do I say this? I don't want to say manifestation because it's, it's, I don't want to, it's a can of worms really because I have to really explain a lot more and I don't have that kind of time. It'll be a whole two hour episode. We have to go, literally go back to notes and go back to books and things like that. But to me, since everything has to be aligned, that creativity and that confidence, those are the two chakras that it deals with, the sacral and the solar. And that sacral, again, creativity and things like of that nature. And yeah, it's sexual, but again, Hold up the story. And then with the solar being that, you know, I can, I'm confident, I believe in myself, I'm the warrior and shit. When those are off, you don't really believe in the ability to have the opportunity that's right for you. It's more of I can't get another opportunity. I don't know when the next opportunity is coming, so I'm going to take this bullshit in front of me and hope for the best. And that's the difference if it's something that, um, that can ultimately help you. Sometimes you got to get in on the ground floor. It'd be like that sometimes. But it's nothing that when you're taking like pennies, when you should be taking dollars or, or something of that nature where you know this shit is beneath your worth. And this isn't even no shit that's going to help you in the future. It's some shit that you just got to take because you just got to get it somehow. It doesn't usually last long. Usually people start conflicting or getting conflicts with how they feel about what they do. Initially, they take that shit and they're like, yo, we're going to make it shake for the time being. But after a while, they're like, I don't want to do this shit. I really don't want to deal with this. Why do I have to deal with this? This is something that's totally not in my scope of handling. It's not in my scope of what, I, what I'm qualified to do. It's not in my scope of what I want to deal with from somebody. So, And then all of a sudden, you're mad at the people around you. Your work environment or the relationship you have with somebody or even the opportunity that you're now dealing with. Because you knew that shit wasn't what you were supposed to take to begin with. So to avoid all of that issue and waste the energy and anger and disappointment and resentment and failed expectation. Going back to the whole judgment piece. Be very discerning with what you decide to align yourself with. In terms of the opportunity. Because again, all things are not good for you. All things are not a good fit for you. Make sure it's a good fit. And there's nothing wrong with vetting. And, and getting more research or doing more investigating on that until you realize it. And honestly, people that have an issue with that, that might not be the opportunity for you anyway. Sometimes I know folks will say, oh, well, well, I need to know. I need to hurry up and figure out what we're going to do and things like that. Because it really ain't about you as it more is about whatever you can do for them. I've yet to see a situation that tells me otherwise. Whether it's jobs, whether it's entertainment, whether it's a relationship. I need to know how you're going to move so I can figure out how we're going to utilize you for my ultimate gain or our company's gain or our corporation's gain. Now, if you have a differing view on this and you have another example for free, so uh, let me know. So, um, oh, yeah. Also, being careful with who you align yourself with is very important as well. Super important. Now, I'm the new girl in town. I ain't really new, new, but I'm new enough because I've been visiting for a while. But in terms of being a resident, I am new here. I got a crew. I got a core circle. That's where it stops. I'm open to getting to know new people. But I would be damned 
if I was quick to align myself with people that I don't quite know yet. So men, right? Men, men out here, especially. First off, let me share with y'all this <laughs> the wackest, most interesting pickup line I've had, right? It was honest though. I gave my A for effort. So I'm walking down, um, I'm walking down the street and I see this dude and he says, hey, hey, hey. And I'm like, I don't respond to A. I don't do A. So I keep walking. So he walks across the street, runs across the street. And I'm like, all right, I don't want to have to like pull out no mace or no knives or nothing like that. So I'm just like, you know, cause again, you know, women got to protect themselves. So I'm like, all right, man, what he finna do? He says, hey man, you hella cute. What's your name? I said, Maria. He was like, Maria, are you Mexican? And I'm like, damn, bro, like really? Like, really? Really? Okay, like that's really what we're gonna judge on, Maria, Mexican? Okay, whatever. He's like, you Mexican? I was like, nah, nah. He was like, oh, okay, that's that's cool, that's cool, whatever, you know what I'm saying? You know, that's cool, I fuck with black girls. And mind you, he's black, so I'm like, okay. And I'm just standing there, y'all, if y'all know me, like, y'all know my face is kinda like, oh, okay. And that oh, okay face is where I let you talk, and I'm pretty much done with the conversation, but I'm gonna let you get yours out for you, because it ain't gonna do nothing for me. So I'm like, oh, okay then. He says, oh, where you from? I said, Atlanta. He said, oh, Atlanta, you hella country. That shit's sexy, though. I love your accent, girl. That's real sexy. I like me a little country girl, you know what I'm saying? And he was like, a real, <laughs> he was like, a real in needs a, a, a country girl, you know what I'm saying? You know, hold them down, stabilize. You cooking, you clean? I was like, I might. You know what I'm saying? I might do a little something. He said, oh, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, check it out, bro. He's like, you got kids? I was like, I ain't got no kids. He was like, ooh. So he's all excited being all extra. He's like, look, baby, like you real fine. And I'm gonna let you know right now, I ain't shit right now. But if you play your cards right, maybe in like a year or something, you know what I'm saying? I might commit, you know what I'm saying? And I was living, <laughs> I was sitting here like, bruh, you don't get your ass off. <laughs> I told him, I said, I appreciate your honesty, but baby, I am not in the market, okay? My man situation is good. Thank you. Thank you for your honesty. You take care, you have a good day. So I thought that was really interesting. But when it comes to men, like, I'm not really, how do I say it? I'm not really in the market just to be like, it's not a kid in a candy store mentality for me. It could be if I wanted it to, but that's not really where I'm at with it. Um, because again, I'm not saying that I'm trying to like get married tomorrow, but it's like, I'm not entertaining nobody on no level if it's not to um, help me be the best me that I can be. I'm not finna, it's almost like small talk versus real conversation. Like, yeah, you could do small talk with anybody, but when it comes to having a real conversation, everybody's not equipped or prepared, or they may not even be on the same wavelength to even have that. That's how I feel when it comes to building relationships and even friendships with men. And um, I don't apologize for that. I know sometimes people are entertaining folks. Oh, this person might be able to give you this if you, if you, if you, you know, just entertain them. I hate playing those kind of games because it requires me to be fake. And if y'all heard any of the episodes I've done, y'all know I don't fuck with something that requires me to quiet my inner voice or to be um, fake or not to be authentic to who I am. If any of these situations or opportunities require me to do that, I don't want to fool with it. Or another thing I've heard is, oh, you might, you might be able to get an opportunity out of this person. If my opportunity has to entertain a man to make him think he can have sex with me when he really not, I just rather not, bro. I really, I, for real, I just rather not. Because it's going to be a real interesting conversation and it has been in the past where I've told people hey you want to offer me help great you want to support me great and I have to say understand that you're not gonna have sex with me 
if that happens. And it doesn't really come out that direct. Sometimes, sometimes it's like, hey, if you're helping me, you know, what do I owe you? How much money do I owe you? Because I'm not going to give out no favors. If you offer me a service or something to help me with my business or whatever, I'd rather pay you for that. And when they say, okay, you don't have to give me nothing. It's free. All right, well, just letting you know you're not going to get nothing else. You know what I'm saying? Just so they know. It's not going to be no uh, no uh, coochie exchange out here for no services. So you better take, you better send me an invoice. Because if you don't send me an invoice, it's going to be a gratis, gratis gift for free. And I'm going to keep it moving. I'm going to thank you very much. I'm going to have a good gratitude. I might shout you out if it's great work. But anything other than that, that's, it's, that's a done daughter for me. So, um, yeah. I just don't want to give any weird expectations in terms of what someone thinks they're going to get out of me. So I'm a real proponent. I'm a real champion of having those conversations early. I had a man tell me um, that was trying to date me once that he was in his ain't shit phase. He's like, I ain't shit right now. Not quite like that dude did um, that tried to talk to me. But he was like, hey, I just got a relationship. I ain't shit right now. I'm kind of promiscuous and I'm out here doing my thing. And I respected that. Now, am I going to take him seriously? Hell no. Is he good for being a friend? Yes. But would I give him any part of my energy at this stage of life? No, ma'am. No, sir. That's okay. You know what I mean? Having conversations are really important. Really important. Also, what else is on me right now? It's a really beautiful day outside. Like, this is really dope. It's not even a lot of people at the beach. I'm surprised. It's Saturday. But then again, it's November. Like, when I say it's hot out here, it is hot. Like, I just knew it was going to be cold. Because I always was told the water is colder, or the wind is colder near the water. I'm sitting my ass here right now in a slick 84-degree day. It is hot as a mug out here right now. Hot, hot, hot. But that's cool, though. That's actually why, that's another reason why I moved to California, too. Because by the time the sun started to leave Atlanta and it got colder, I wanted to go somewhere where the sun would be damn near year-round. Even if it's a 60-degree sun, it's still sun. I love sun. Y'all Google the effects of the sun on the spirit and let me know what y'all think. I'll, I'll leave it at that. I don't want to feed that to y'all because I feel like that's something that people um, should get excited about in terms of knowing how some of the greatest things that can help us are actually everyday things that we don't pay attention to. Again, like a nature, like a beach, like a sun. All right, Pigeon. Hey, I ain't got no bread for you. <laughs> Yo, I just saw this Pigeon. I ain't got no bread for him. And as soon as I heard, as soon as he said, or I said, I have no bread for him, he just kind of turned around and walked. Like, he walked up to me like, you got it? <laughs> this is so funny. Like, to see all these birds, like, this is wild. I love the animal kingdom. It's so dope. Oh, that reminds me. Some of y'all asked me how I feel about zoos and things like that. As of now, at this stage of life, and I always say at this stage of life because things are subject to change. You just never know. The only thing constantly is change. So some of my beliefs may not even be my beliefs. Hopefully, that's the same for y'all. If y'all ain't changing, y'all ain't growing. Nothing can grow if it's the same. Even plants. You think about plants? That plant cannot grow in the same little container forever. You have to move it. You have to give it bigger space to grow and spread its roots and, and, um, and get taller and, you know, branch out and have flowers. But... Someone asked me how I feel about zoos, and honestly, if it's not an animal conservatory, I'm cool, bruh. I'm cool off the circus, I'm cool off of zoos, I'm cool off of anything that requires animals to be forcefully trained for the appeasement of humans. Now, granted, this ain't the plant-based to me talking because I went plant-based for me and me only first, and then I saw a few animal videos that really messed me up, and I was like, all right, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. But 
animals are sentient beings. I believe that. And it's, it really it hurts to know that us humans be doing some dumbass shit. We hunt them for what? Like, what do we hunt them for? We hunt them for pride? We hunt them to take pictures? Like, that's just so lame. Like, we, we like, take their resources and, like, they're, like, elephant tusks and, you know, ivory. Like, that's just, ugh, man. It's terrible. And then with the zoos, it's like you're going to beat a, a tiger who's really meant to be in the wild and to eat humans and eat whatever. He's a predator. You're going to tame this dude to do tricks and shit for $10 at the zoo? I get it. Yeah, you know, humans may not be able to access other animals, but that's what traveling is for. I'm not looking down on folks who can't afford to travel, but it's just like $10 to see an animal that more than likely will probably eat y'all ass up because they don't want to be there and they're repressed and they're angry and shit. And they don't want to be there and they're sad and they're miserable. I just feel like that's not worth the money. It's a cheap thrill. It is. And this is as somebody who used to love the zoo. But when I learned that, I was like, wow, I can't. And I was conflicted because with the Universal Circus, you know, it's a black-owned circus. I was really, I, I grew up on Universal Circus, you know? Like, I went, I remember the first time I went, I was probably, who I don't remember how old I was. It was like almost 20 years ago. And it was just, it was just, it was dope. But then when you start learning about how they do certain things, even with SeaWorld, what's that shit called? Black, was it Blackfish? It's a SeaWorld documentary. Look that up too. It just kind of, it just makes you realize, like, we really be out here enslaving animals. But then we want somebody not to enslave us. Sometimes the animal kingdom to be where they at, and the humans need to be where they at. And sometimes we just say the fuck from where the animals be at. We'll legit go into their territory and they be mad when they respond. Oh, we had to shoot somebody because they attacked us. Okay, maybe you shouldn't have gone into their territory, even with safaris. As far as I've done the research so far, and if there are any unethical safaris, which I'm pretty sure there are, or if safaris in general are unethical, please hit me up and let me know. But even with a safari, that's still a risk you take. You're still taking your time to go onto their territory. You go into their home to learn more about them. You might learn they don't want to be fucked with that day. <laughs> and you got to deal with it, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like, like sometimes we just got to just live and let live sometimes. But, um... But yeah, that's my take on animals. Now, there's lots of conservatories out here. Hi, Pelican. <laughs> Yo, it's dope. Like, it's, you know how dope it is to acknowledge animals or totems when you see them? It's really fire. Like, I know a lot of people get terrified of, like, certain flying insects, whether they're bees because they might be allergic or whether it's um, butterflies or dragonflies or wasps or whatever. Like, I really believe... Again, this is just me speaking, and I mean, feel free to buy the book Animal Speak if you want to learn more about it. That's a great starter book when it comes to animal totems. But sometimes all it is is calm energy and acknowledgement that makes some of these things go away. Folks will freak out and, and be wondering why, like, things are flying over them and stuff because they pick up on fear, and they react accordingly. Like, I seen a bee yesterday. This bee was flying all above me. Now, mind you, I've, I've said a lot of experience to y'all where I've, I've walked into a field of bees and didn't damn realize it was 15 damn bees flying over my head, just kind of like in like a three-foot radius. And I was just kind of like, oh, hi, bees. Hi. And that was it. And I didn't realize it until after I walked over. I said, where all these damn bees come from? I said, oh, shit, I walked through these bees. Oh, my bad. You know, oops, sorry. But, yeah, I was like, hey, bee, yesterday. And the bee kind of buzzes and then he just left. Or even with these pigeons, these pigeons, these pelicans, these seagulls, hey, and they kind of just keep it moving. They, they look, and they keep it moving. 
even with the dogs out here california is a dog friendly ass state my goodness i don't know how y'all living with these dogs could let la tell it you can't live in an apartment with these dogs that's all another conversation but i see dogs you know what i'm saying and you just hi you know just hey now am i saying you need to be sitting there trying to have a conversation with somebody dog no but just like an acknowledgement like you know i don't know like, again, I'm really big on animal totems. So some of y'all may feel me. Some of y'all might be like, you damn crazy. I'll be that. But it's amazing, though. It's really it's really dope. So many signs that we be looking for, we be asking for. And sometimes the shit be in the form of so many things. Waves. The ocean. Animals. Nature. Labyrinths. Mazes. Things that require us to, to stop our conscious and, and listen to our subconscious and let those thoughts flow. That shit's amazing. It's amazing like and it's free i do all of this stuff for free this is amazing spirituality don't have to cost you an arm and a leg if somebody charges you a service to get some stuff done it's a different story but in terms of you taking the time out of your day to kind of get the the path started or to do certain things it doesn't always have to cost it's great what else have i learned here Sometimes we're victims of our own lack of self-discipline, myself included. And the reason why I'm, I'm calling myself out on this is because I'm usually good about working out and being consistent and being moving. Not because I want to look a certain way. Um, not at all. It has nothing to do with body goals and things like that. But for the sake of my own um, circulation and things like that, I like to stay moving. And a lot of us work in jobs that require us to sit down for long periods of time. And we don't really get our blood flowing like that. And it makes us a little bit more lethargic or it makes us more tired when we try to do simple things like climb stairs or walk because we're not used to it. So for me, I really enjoy yoga. Um, shout out to Jirai from Miniature Yogi. Y'all know I'm always shower out. That's my girl. But with yoga, it always kept me in a, in a form of always wanting to stretch and move and get my blood some, you know, circulating and pumping and things like that. It's good for heart health, cardiovascular health, things like that. So, um... I kind of fell off. Ain't no kind of. I fell all the way the fuck off. Let's be clear. I fell off since I moved. Again, we're at the end of week three. And I realized that some of the simplest things that we want to do don't always have to be in the form of gym workouts or things like that or even memberships. I got a homeboy who pays, what, 100 for his gym membership. I got another homegirl that pays almost 100 for two gym memberships. And these people don't go sometimes. And when you don't go, it's a waste of money. It's almost like you got to go to get your money's worth. But for those who don't have the money to go to a gym membership, sometimes you can you can get a free workout or a workout that may not cost extra. Just as simple as running on the beach, running around your neighborhood, doing calisthenics. Calisthenics is a good workout. People are asleep on calisthenics, myself included, until I met this guy super nice upper body i was like wow like what do you do and he said calisthenics i don't do no equipment i was like really he's like the only equipment i really do is i might do pull-ups if i have if i'm near it but he's like i don't really do no no real like fancy workout i don't really have a lot of you know money for a ball or things like that so i get it popping and and it works and i mean he was toned it was a beautiful upper body oh my goodness but there's other ways that you can get those workouts in without having to spend money or one thing I know is the TJ Maxx, they had weighted jump ropes for $4.50 on clearance. Now, go see your own TJ Maxx because it may be a little bit different. But, um, but yeah, you can get your workout in in way different ways. Or if you already are paying for your phone bill, 
go to the app store and get the Nike training app. There's lots of great apps out there that are already, you know, most of them are going to be free, but they're included with the cost of your cell phone bill. Technically, that's a cost, so, you know, it's not an extra cost. But you can get some stuff there on the app store. And Nike training app is actually pretty good. I actually enjoy it. I miss my girl, my Dre, because Dre is my, she was my personal trainer. But, you know, while she's not here, I know that there's certain workouts she would want me to do. So I do. Well, I'm going to do them. I tried to do them for two days. That shit didn't work out. I was like, oof. I see some vegan food. Um, what place did I go to? Loca, Lita, and the Badassery. These names are so funny. California, or at least LA, has names with, like, cuss words in them for food, and it's really funny. Loca, Lita, and the Badassery. Like, ugh, God, their food is amazing. But once I started jumping on the vegan food train, Earl's on Crenshaw, I'd have been to Earl's like three times already, three, four times. And that's a lot for me because normally I like to cook my own food. I try to cook five nights a week, if that. But Earl's has been food bay. Who else has been? What's another good restaurant? I guess we might as well go to the vegan restaurants I've eaten then. But yeah, self-discipline is a mug, man. Make sure you, you, you govern yourself accordingly. If you need to get an accountability partner, get that. And make sure that it's a good accountability partner. Not somebody that, I mean, now granted, somebody that's struggling like you would be good. But make sure that you guys hold each other accountable and y'all aren't scared to be telling each other when y'all fucking up. Because if y'all can't tell each other y'all fucking up, y'all don't need to be partners. If you can't keep it real with your friend, on top of not being able to keep it real with yourself, it's just a double whammy of nothingness. So it's like, yo, like get with somebody that's going to really give it to you funky if necessary. And make sure you don't get offended when you get that feedback because you asked for it essentially. And that helps you stay in line. But um, what's another thing? Oh, yeah, the vegan restaurants. So... Earl's on Crenshaw is great for comfort food. They have like vegan dogs and vegan um, chili cheese fries. What's another one? Localita and the Badassery. They good. I think they downtown. I've had it delivered, so I've never actually been. And then another restaurant I've been to is um, Billman's. Billman's, I heard, used to be a, a restaurant that offered vegan food. Now it is solely vegan food. Their local moco bowl. It's amazing. I thought I didn't like the Beyond Meat burger anymore, and I kind of still don't because Impossible is better to me. But they have a bowl that's like an Asian-inspired bowl that has like a, a sweet and spicy sambal chili sauce, and it has the Beyond Meat burger and jasmine rice and red cabbage. It's freaking amazing. What else have I had? I have yet to go to Jackfruit Cafe. I keep missing them. And Compton Vegan. I really want to try Compton Vegan's ribs. Um, I've been to stuff I eat already in Inglewood. I did that with um, with my last meetup. Shout out to Chef Babette. I need to go check in with her. But she's been jet-setting, spreading the wealth of knowledge when it comes to being vegan and her journey being a beautiful, fit, and fine, fabulous, successful senior citizen that is plant-based and vegan. So I got to check her out, support as well. Matter of fact, what's today? Let me go ahead and put this in the, in the universe because I got time today. So, speaking of meetups, right, today is November 3rd. Y'all may or may not hear this episode this next week, but you're more than likely to hear me talk about it if you follow me on Instagram. I am going to do a meetup on November 18th. That's a Sunday. And I want to do this meetup at Doc Wilder Beach. I want to have a bonfire where you burn up all the shit that you've been going through. And we're going to have a release together. If you're down. Am I going to sit here and, and hella promo it? Probably not. Because, um, I don't know. I just feel like those that's meant to be there, we're going to be there. But I'm not really pressed about hella, 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 hella promoting it. I might run me a little ad, maybe. I don't know. Depends. 
But um, if you haven't signed up for a tribe letter, please do so. Or email me. Or DM me. If you hear this. And I'll give you the exact time. And we can link up. And we can have the release. So that would be November 18th, like I said, Doc Waller Beach. It'll be at a bonfire. Bring a chair. Lawn chair, whatever, what have you. If we can get it popping. Make sure you bring... We know I might bring a notebook so you can write your shit down. Who knows? But that's what I'm going to do. If you want to come, great. If not, I'm going to have something different coming up soon. Not sure when, but... Ah, there we go. There we go. I've been at the beach for about a good two hours, and I finally see somebody with the metal detector. Took two hours for that. I feel him. He literally got on a whole dicky suit. He got on noise-canceling headphones. He got on his metal detector, and he got his little... Wait, what is this? I think he has a, a like a shovel type thing, so if he needs to dig, he can dig. It's really interesting to see. It's interesting to see what people get out of the beach. Like when you just sit and kind of like pay attention to your surroundings, which is really important in general for safety measures. But just in terms of looking at what people are doing, everyone gets different uses out of certain things that are that just are that are just one thing, like the beach. There are people who are playing with their families, enjoying family time. You have me being random as hell with a microphone on the shore. You got somebody that's looking for treasure with you know metal detectors. You got people running on the beach, getting fitness, swimming. You have some people that are just cold, I mean hot, and they want to cool off in the water. You have some people who just want to tan with the sun. I don't know if I said that already. But it's just, it's dope. Like, you can meditate. Like, it's really cool, like, how we, um, how, how we just have so many different purposes or uses or needs out of certain things. It just kind of goes back to even though we're all different, we all are connected. Certain things connect us. Certain experiences and things bound us together. Is there anything else that I have on my heart? Let me see. No. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me say this. Meditation. I cannot believe 89% of y'all... And I love y'all. And this is my fault. I'm going to take accountability for this. I can't believe 89% of y'all did not know that I was a certified meditation mindfulness instructor. I can't believe y'all didn't know that. And the reason why I can't believe it is because I thought I did a better job letting y'all know what spiritual homegirl be doing. And that's my fault. Because apparently I didn't do a good job. So I'm going to tell y'all real quick what spiritual homegirl is. Besides the podcast. Sorry, somebody is um, somebody trying to be funny to the dude with the smoke. I mean, the uh, metal detector. But anyway, but spiritual homegirl is more than a podcast. It is a movement. It's not necessarily about me. It's about making sure that people are empowered to be them best selves through a podcast if necessary. You're looking at my Instagram if necessary. I have make peace with the day. That's my offshoot. I have a workbook that's about that. My meditation services are in that particular brand. Um, I've always tried to say, like, I hate saying Spiritual Hunger is my brand. I'm starting to realize that it is. I mean, there's personal and professional brands. Spiritual Hunger is a mix of both. And Peace of the Day is definitely a, a business. So I try to clarify with that. But my meditation, mindfulness, my aromatherapy certification, that all falls underneath that. I also host events. I host my own. I host other people's events. Matter of fact, I got to leave the beach probably in an hour so I can go ahead and get dressed and head over to Rancho Cucamonga. I'm going to be at the plant-based um, art beats and plant-based eats event that's being sponsored by the Veggie Connection. This is my I want to say fourth event with them. 
Let me think. I did one in LA. I did one in Atlanta. Did another one in Atlanta. Yes, yeah, my fourth one. So I've done two in California, two in Georgia. So this will be another one. And it'd be a cool adults-only um, kind of vibe. And I know for those who are plant-based, y'all know it's hard for us to find places that accommodate us because usually when we go out, the taco truck may not have a veggie tacos or the places that are open may not have vegan eats um, or they might only serve hot dogs out where you're at and you're starving and all the places may be closed or you might have to pack a snack in your purse and security's looking at you crazy because they're like, why do you have granola bars in your purse as a club? And you got to sell them, bruh, I'll be hungry. <laughs> and they kind of laugh at you and let you go through. So this is actually an event that allows people to have fun and it's actually vegan food and it's not necessarily for vegans only it's for people that's curious about what the vegan lifestyle is about as a veggie connection is more so about educating um places that are in b market cities that so not necessarily in la but like a rancho cucamonga not in atlanta but like a smyrna um so they like more so hit the markets that are a little bit outside of super large urban markets to have more um up close more intimate events to help people kind of you know acclimate into the lifestyle so i definitely got to go there it's going to be a lot of fun but if you haven't done so already you can find me at spiritualhomegirl.com you can find me on instagram youtube and facebook at spiritual homegirl my youtube diary is coming pretty nicely i just want to make sure i have it all organized i've had over a year and a half of footage regarding my move so i just want to make sure that i don't just be posting shit just to be posting i want to make sure that um People get the real. They get it the real and they get the direct and they don't get a lot of small talk. They kind of get what I was going through and some of the more crucial moments that I was going through because I definitely have had a lot of them. But, um, but yeah. And is there anything else? Spiritual Homegirl, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Spirit Homegirl. Oh, yeah, follow me Peace of the Day because all of my meditation stuff will be going through there. I'm going to do a group meditation very soon. It's going to be at a very low cost. Y'all stay tuned for that. If you haven't signed up for Tribe Letter, please do so. You can do it at spiritualhomegirl.com or you can go on my Instagram and you can go to my link tree to listen to the, all the other episodes on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts or Google Play Music because I'm there too if you need to find me. But you can also sign up for Tribe Letter. It goes out every Monday. And um, I'm going to give the opportunity to do the meditation, the group meditation. I'm going to give it to them first because that means they've kind of gone out of their way to stay connected in terms of what we have going on at Spiritual Homegirl. So I'm going to give them the opportunity first. So if you want to be the first in line to learn of anything I got going on, whether it's new products, new releases, new whatever, definitely follow um, that tribe letter. I'm so excited. Um, I can't wait to create it. I love doing that. I really do. And it makes me even more happier to know that even though I do it to help others, it's another thing when you actually get the feedback that it did help. It's like, oh, wow, well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm just as grateful for people that check it out and listen to the podcast just as much as people tell me they're grateful for what I do and it feels good again we're all connected I think that's great I think it's a great exchange but um but yeah all right that's all I wanted to say I think you're right about it at an hour I still got some other energy work to do wait okay there we go I got some other energy work that I need to do so I'm gonna go ahead and cut this episode off while it's still short so with that being said, this has been another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast live from Santa Monica Beach. My name is Maria, and remember, trust the journey and trust yourself. Peace. Peace.